0: Hi and welcome back to The Temple Podcast My name is Edward Pike, I'm the founder of The Temple And this podcast is dedicated to change makers And creatives, coaches, healers and therapists Who are really working in service to their communities, their clients and to our planet In this episode we dive into a theme that touches all of us And can be a challenge for many of us The theme of money and of our, our inner value. So I speak to Sarah Maxwell, who is a wealth coach based in the UK. And she brings us a really important message about money. And it's link to our, our value, our sense of self. And even invites us to experience or consider a financial awakening. Having a financial awakening. So I'm super excited to be sharing this podcast with you And to be introducing you to Sarah Uh, As you'll hear she's full of life, full of colour And a much needed ray of colour amongst the sometimes boring and dreary world of uh, money and finance But before you dive into the podcast I want to speak to you very briefly about A four week online retreat that is starting on the 25th of October I'm going to be facilitating this alongside two other team members of the temple, my partner Rob Sykes, a sound therapist, and my dear friend Rob Hamilton, who is a body psychotherapist as well. It's called Return to Origin, and it's a four-week process with a three-hour workshop every Sunday afternoon or evening. And we're going to be mixing sound journeys, guided meditations, uh, body connection exercises, and group sharing And the intention is really to give people, to give you a space to come together during these quite intense and crazy times and to learn some powerful and important tools and skills and resources for you to stay as much as possible connected and centered and grounded in yourself and in your heart and in your inner guidance and wisdom so you can navigate all the current changes and the upcoming changes with more clarity, more depth, let's say, and more um yeah more authenticity and even more joy so if you want to find out more about that you can go to my personal website edwardpike.net and you'll find all the details there but for now sit back and enjoy the podcast
1: We want to live by each other's happiness not by each other's misery. We don't want to hate and despise one another. In this world there's room for everyone and the good earth is rich and can provide for everyone. The way of life can be free and beautiful.
0: Okay. Hi Sarah. Good to see you. Good morning. Good morning, Ed. It's great to be here today. Yeah, I'm really excited about this conversation as well. A big topic for many, including myself, the topic of money. And, um, well, before I ask you the traditional question of explaining what you do in your own words, I just to share with the, the listeners that I had a first session with Sarah yesterday, and it was... I want to stop myself from saying powerful because I say that a lot about sessions. It was both, I was telling Sarah, both opening and grounding at the same time. It was very practical and it was very profound. So I've already had a taste of her work. So I'm really excited to be, well, to be in this space with you and getting to kind of under the bonnet a bit of how you got to what you're doing and how you you see it and how you feel it and, and the wisdom that you bring and uh having that experience is is really really great because i can really resonate with what you're saying yeah so let's dive into that how would you share what you do
1: yeah thank you thank you for such a lovely introduction that's made me feel amazing so thank you um And actually, firstly, I wanted to thank you. So um, thank you for inviting me to share my story. Thank you for giving me this time to to think about my past, I guess. It's not something we do that often. Mm. Um, And I just wanted to say that I really love what you've created in the temple. Um, It's been great preparing for this podcast because I've been able to listen to some of the podcasts, you know, read some of your blogs learn about the work that you've been doing to bring together this community. Um, And I love what you say about really wanting people to step into their potential and be the change they want to be. I think that that sentence alone kind of really describes what I'm also looking to achieve. So it was lovely to feel that synergy right from the start. Um, So I've really enjoyed the experience so far. So I just really wanted to start with saying thank you you. for that. You know, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, beautiful okay. to
0: feel, yeah, it's beautiful to feel that resonance and, and also to kind of see, you know, the impact of what we're doing. As I said, I think I said yesterday, it, we start with an idea, we start with, you know, some conversations and then six months down the line, you're getting a sense of like the power and the magic and what it, it actually is doing with people and for people. So yeah, to hear you reflect great. back is really also heartwarming for me.
1: Yeah, but like, it feels very open, which is which is a fantastic experience. So yeah, yeah. thank you. Uh, so me, so um, I'm <laughs> yes, a financial. Coach. On you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, thank you. Gosh, it feels a bit weird doing this. Um, so I'm a financial coach, and I'm the founder of a business called Wealth Coach. Um, I guess what I love about coaching is that it sets its sights on the future. So whilst we might use things that have happened in the past, thoughts, emotions, feelings, and we look intensely at the now to make sure we understand where we are, the focus is how we bring all of that together to create the best possible future for Mm. the person, you know, with with the the eyes and the the set on what that might be, um, which is fantastic. So sort of really supporting the understanding of, of what they have, supporting the understanding around what's available to them as well mm-hmm. so ensure sure that there's an understanding of not only what they have at the moment but what they could have yeah. um, and then really working those things to to truly consider what they want you know based on values beliefs and um, their own values and beliefs because a lot of the time you know they might be inherited from other people so we inherit lots of values which, in some cases, can really in line with the future that we want to create. Um, so, just the the process of of working that out, you know, with another person is mm. fantastic and and as you say, quite powerful, really. Mm. Um, that transformation and that financial awakening. Um, yeah. So I obviously I think love what I do, um, which is which is great. To be yeah.
0: Able to, yeah. Wow, financial awakening! I love that concept, and and from the experience of yesterday, and even I want to say to, and I said this to you yesterday. This for me, this happened when we first connected a few weeks ago, and I really, I really felt what you're talking about—the financial awakening. Like something moved in me just by kind of meeting you, connecting with you, just being in your energy. You know, I really believe that each of us has this this presence that has a particular impact on the world, which is our, our, our magic, I like to call it. And I really, you know, financial awakening is so very much what you bring to the world. you know. Yeah, I
1: love yeah.
0: that. So, financial awakening. So, tell us more about financial awakening. How do you well, maybe how do you see that in people? How do you, and how do you um, trigger it is the wrong word, but How do you impact people with your work?
1: Yeah, so, um, I mean, that can come in lots of different ways. I think just what you talked about before with the initial connection Mm. um, is huge and holding that safe space... Um, For another person to be able to open up and really talk about themselves and their lives, because I think what we have uh, as a world and what it's getting better, but people seem to be very reserved around talking about money and around talking about what they want to achieve, you know, their life's purpose. It's not really what we talk about day to day. Yeah. um so I think the, the first part is just having that space to open up and really consider you know what it is that you do want that's quite an awakening moment to be able to think about what you want to be able to think about what you have um you know ask questions um you know have that space where where you have another person with you without judgment really right. um, and I think that's a big thing you know all I want when I'm working with somebody is for them to get what they need out Mm, of it. So I'm not um, judging that environment or putting, laying any expectations on that person. Um, You know, that, that space is there for them to grow and learn and understand. Um, So that's lovely for me and that, you know, a really special part of, what I do is is seeing that happen to somebody. Mm -hmm. You know, I get so much joy Mm -hmm. from watching somebody have an aha moment, um, you know, about something which really means something to them. Uh, It's wonderful to be able to do that. And actually, as part of sort of pulling together notes and things for today, I looked um, quite far back into my past and right into my childhood, really, to kind of work out what's got me here? Mm. Um, And that was really interesting. And kind of what came up for me um, was really thinking about my sort of formative years, really. And the fact that, you know, I had really incredible open parents who were um, great, deep listeners. You know, they only really ever wanted for us to be happy, you know? And they they truly let us know that. Um, And I've only really realized, I think very recently, you know, what a gift that was. You know, there was no expectation. There was really just uh, nothing they wanted or needed us to do to make them happy. We just didn't feel that weight of expectation. Um, And that was absolutely incredible. So kind of when I've really thought about my past and how my past has impacted my now, that's one of the biggest gifts um, for me is is just that openness, that encouragement, that real feeling that, you know, I could be whatever I wanted to be and whatever made me happy. And there were absolutely no limits On, on my life or, or what I could do and um, I thought back actually and this made me laugh a little bit my first sort of dalliance into the business world was age eight I think um, when I used to um, make jewelry and hair wraps mm. and sort of sell them to friends and family and the local community and things and um, you know just the uh, just the space to do that and the fact that you know that was all seen as totally normal you know I come from a family of uh, small businesses and you know that encouragement that knowing that you can yeah. just go out and do whatever is good for you I mean it's absolutely amazing you know I had a grandmother who ran a business whilst um also getting a degree at the age of 65 ran our family home so just that sort of guiding light that spirit that yeah. incredible human um this sort of be a teacher I guess and um, you know teach me these things are and I'll never forget there was one sort of sentence that she used to say quite a lot actually which is you know never forget your own value Mm. always always hold your own value Mm. Um, and that really came up for me in in sort of going through and and, and looking at what got me here um you know, which I which I absolutely loved and really really uh resonated with me and I remember it a lot it comes up for me quite a lot um and that feeling being able to do that being able to hold that value mm. um is is fantastic I think uh so I did a bit of a timeline so I thought I might kind of I don't know, walk you through my life a little bit, if that would be interesting. You can move me on if anything gets (laughs)
0: too much. (laughs) Tell us, tell us.
1: Yeah. Um, So I think sort of moving on from the jewellery making and I think we had years and years of um, wherever we went, I was always wanting to find the local charity shops as I could go and find some broken jewellery, you know, glass beads, Mm. wooden beads my joy was going and getting all of that and creating it anywhere that we were. Um, and that was just always seen as totally fine. What, you know, kind of whatever you, you do, whatever makes you happy, um, was, was really all that mattered. Which...
0: And that's the and that's the power of the, of the, of, I want to call it the ancestry. Like you talk about your grandmother, you talk about your parents and so much is taught or learned, even like not on a conscious level of a, Subconscious, unconscious level,
2: yeah, isn't it?
0: And especially around you know the field, and you're working with money, money yeah. and value, yeah, and, and this and the possibility of, of expressing ourselves in the realm of business or entrepreneurship or creativity. That's really powerful.
1: Definitely, mm. just the thought of being able to pay all of that forward mm. for me is huge. Um, you know, in in what I do, because it yeah. meant so much to me, and has obviously changed my life. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It feels good to be able to offer that to others.
0: And that's something you work with quite a lot, I'm assuming, or even from our from the questionnaire and our our session about looking back at looking back ourselves at our 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 growing up, our childhood, our the parents' relationship with money, the environment that we grew up in.
1: Yeah. absolutely yeah and I think you know sometimes there are things in in my past that I look back on and think actually perhaps that feeling and belief that was created there wasn't very important you know didn't actually lead to great things in my life so case in point would be that you know having these businesses I think my family was always of the understanding that you had to work very hard had to work very long hours you always needed to be busy Um, in order to make enough money to survive and that you always kind of had to really try to hold on to that money to make sure that you had enough. Um, And I think there's some of that element of of the mindset that perhaps hasn't served me in the past and choosing instead to have a bit more of an abundance mindset and a bit more of a sort of, I do have enough, coming Mm -hmm. from a place I do have enough Helps me to move forward and sometimes helps me to take some risks, you know, which is also important. I mean, I will kind of never forget my grandma's not not with us anymore. Um, She passed over 10 years ago now. And when she passed, she had left. Um, She'd she'd saved quite a lot of money, but she'd lived quite a frugal life. And I just remember thinking, oh, my goodness, I just wish that she had spent yeah. some of that money and enjoyed it a bit more and there were things in her wardrobe that still had tags on so she was saving them for you know an occasion and I just think I wish you'd have worn those clothes mm. I wish you'd have got that joy out of those beautiful things that you bought yourself to um to experience so mm-hmm. you know that's a big lesson for me Their their beliefs that I've had to work quite hard to shift to be able to take risks myself and not sort of have that lack mindset of, oh my goodness, there's never, there's never going to be enough, irrespective of how much I save, it's never going to be enough. And um, another experience was the, you know, I'll be happy when. Yeah. So, you know, I'll be happy when this debt is repaid, you know, things will be easier when, and I think sometimes you can decide, you can make a choice that you are, you're already going to sit in that happiness, but you've got this, you know, this challenge and, you know, you could be even happier then, but I don't think you have to wait.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I think yeah. the whole mindset piece is you can make that decision. Yeah. That decision is yours to make. You can own that choice. And mm-hmm. um, So I think a lot of the the work I do is kind of noticing how somebody talks about money um and replaying that back and checking that those feelings those thoughts are suiting them and are going to lead to the 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 best life which is you know i think all any of us really want for each other Mm. um
0: so So there is an element of i want to call it healing in your work from my experience a bit of you know there's and money i mean this is a good question for you as well what, what you know money is so tied to something inside oh, you mentioned value and you can maybe you can tell us more about that from your experience of what do you see in the people that you work with how is money tied what is money tied to as a as an inner identity i guess it
1: can be so many things so mm-hmm. Um, you know, from experience of, of working with people, it can be that they have a view that if they have money, it makes them a bad person. Yeah. Um, you know, if if um, if they, they they can never hold on to money, you know, it might be a real statement of, you know, money comes in and it immediately goes out. I, I am not able to hold on to it. And you'll notice in what I'm saying is that if you're repeating to yourself, I can never hold on to money you you're repeating that you're you're allowing it to happen you're making Mm. it happen and you know a big part of growth the growth there is how can we reframe that
2: Mm.
1: how can we make that different you know can can we talk about things differently can we just take a different stance and see how that feels um but the first part is noticing how you feel Mm. so knowing what you're telling yourself you know writing that down you know sometimes we'll do tasks and actions where over a period of time we write down every day how we feel about money and we try we have a go at reframing that and we see how that feels and it's just over time challenging your brain to think differently to guide you in a different way um, and to sort of you know see things differently and there, there are lots of practical elements of of what I do as well so you know part of the experience of of my life and my timeline that I work through is there's lots of financial qualifications in there so you know I'm a I'm a trained mortgage advisor financial planner you know I have all of that yeah yeah I've got that, that practical experience so what's great for me is to be able to really notice things and you know you talked about filling out your forms. And that gives me lots of information to work with from the start so I can understand where you are and help you to discover, you know, where you are and and point really important things out. So it's kind of 50-50, I think, you know, the whilst the emotions and the mindset and the stories that we tell ourselves about money are ultimately very, very important and the way that we move forward, also having an understanding of what we have and allowing that to resonate with us is huge too mm. with lots of people where they've never felt like they could ask the questions you know the questions that they feel are relatively basic around money around financial products yeah. around pensions investments you know they've kind of always felt like that world wasn't created for them or yeah. they can't be a part of that world and yeah. I want to smash that belief because mm we should all know what we have, what's available to us. You know, there shouldn't be the limits that unless you've got a lot or, or enough to seek financial advice, then you can't get that support. So, you know, the education around those practical elements is is a huge part of of what I do, mm. you know, and I enjoy passing, passing that on to people and allowing them to understand because I think sometimes – you know, you're made to think that these things are very complicated and yeah. you know they're not really for us to understand. We just yeah. <laughs> continue to invest in someone it. else. Yeah. Some sort <laughs> of magic happens and <laughs> we're able to like retire or a version of it. And that's how it works. Whereas actually, you know, the underlying basics of a lot of these products are very simple and, you know, should be understood by everybody, should be taught in schools. Mm, yeah. Uh, you know, I think... It, I think that will change and I obviously encourage that change um, because it's a huge part of your life.
2: Yeah, it you know, the, is.
1: The money is kind of the energy, the, it's the breath in your life, isn't it, really? You can't breathe without air, you can't really live without money, unfortunately. it's It would be very difficult to to try to live without it. So finding a way to love it and welcome it into your life and, you know, Create an an
0: importance around
1: it. Yeah. Um, it is
0: a good okay. thing. Yeah, yeah. So, how, how did you come to to coming from the practical side to also the I want to call it the more emotional, energetic, spiritual side? How did you come to yeah? How did you come to to get them to meet in a way? What was the journey with that?
1: Yeah. So so for me. Um, I've kind of always felt both. So uh, even from a young age, I kind of always recognised people and attached a colour to them. And I never color. really knew, a colour, yeah. And I never really knew until um, sort of learning Reiki and uh, having an understanding of energy that those things, those experiences that I felt at a very young age were possibly viewing people's auras and mm. you know, kind of linking on a different level. But at the time I had absolutely no understanding of what that was i just associated everybody with a color um so that was a, an interesting uh lesson for me i've always been interested in spirituality um you know i think there are so many wonderful higher powers um you know i've, I've always felt that um so i think the two have just kind of very naturally come together for yeah. me yeah. um you know kind of if we lead on from the age of eight and everything that happened uh, there with the, the jewelry and the business side of that I think I you know I was so excited to turn 12 because it meant that I could then work in the in the local shop and I could do some you know proper regular money yeah. I, don't, I don't even know really aside from sort of family where this was coming from and, and there wasn't a need to earn money you know there wasn't kind of Anything that I really wanted to spend it on, I think mm. I just was desperate to get out there and and work, maybe so I think between the ages of twelve and sixteen, I had you know a wealth of Saturday evening jobs, you know a yeah. woman would be driving me around here there and everywhere to um to work at you know lots of different places, <laughs> which was interesting um and then from an education perspective, I left school um at sixteen I had a bit of a dalliance with with sort of college and higher education. But for me, I think, you know, I was just very keen to get out there mm. um, and and work. And that meant almost falling into financial services. So, you know, my first real role was, was in financial services, in mortgages. Um, it wasn't a vocation from the start. I didn't think throughout my whole life, oh my goodness, I really want <laughs> to be in financial services. It wasn't that sort of draw. It was more... I really want a professional job. Yeah. I think, um, you know, and being there and being interested and taking the qualifications as as I went through myself, really, um, in in the things that I was interested in, and it was it was there. It was sort of saving that money um, and thinking about what I wanted to do with it that gave me the real love of travel. Mm. So um, that really gave me a passion and a need to earn the money because yeah. earning the money was then Fed your
0: passion, yeah,
1: to to travel. So whilst I think the finance at the start wasn't necessarily a passion for me, it was allowing me to to kind of understand um, understand my passion, uh, which which was travel for for many years, and you know really really enjoyed that. So mm. traveled to Australia took. A few months out with my sister when we were 19 and 15, strangely, which just shows how open my parents yeah. are in, in <laughs> allowing uh, allowing her to travel with me for a few months <laughs> around Europe. Um, and I think that experience was incredible for us. We'd never, we were never close uh, yeah. in childhood. Weirdly, we were very, very individual, very different, um, and travelling together it just grew this incredible love and protection and feeling for each other, um, which has meant that, you know, she's now my best friend, favourite person, you know, which is wonderful. And being away and having to live on, you know, really small budgets really taught us to appreciate the small things. You know, we would sit there sometimes in the evening and we would buy something like a bag of Maltesers and sit there together on the beach and just really enjoy that moment you know so we'd get all these lovely sort of special experiences we'd you know we did some sort of slightly naughty things where we look very alike so we would um we would just rent one dormitory bed yeah <laughs> uh, sort of walk in separately so that we could uh, get away with only <laughs> sending sort of 20 euros rather than 40 or whatever that looked like um and then we top and tail so we really learned um a lot about each other about Mm. how to live really simply um you know which has brought a lot into my life I think
0: yeah and all these things really adapt and I really from hearing you speak about these experiences I really get a yeah I really see how they all come come to a meeting point into what you're doing now today and it's Such a beautiful example of like, it was just life, life just happening, and you know you go into financial services because you want to get a professional job and the travelling and you know and then suddenly years down the line you're you're being of service to people with all of those experiences.
1: Yeah, which is yeah so fab.
0: Yeah, and as you were speaking, I really, you know, I really got the sense your your passion is really is really. What well, you said at the very beginning, which is supporting people to get to where they want to be, right? Money, yeah. money for you is like the tool, the to way in, but I really get the sense that what you love doing is taking people to to where they want, where they want, where they really want to be. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: And I think that comes so all throughout my life. I think that's always been my guiding light. So, um, you know, even when I worked in mortgages, so I uh, at the age of about 23, I traveled to to London to live for a few years um, and worked down there. And that was a a massive stage of growth for me um, because it was going into an extremely professional business. It was dealing with what I viewed as very very professional um important people and yeah. you know I really had to step up to that so dealing with people in person dealing with very complex cases which was very enjoyable but also quite stressful um, but the bit that always um sort of mattered to me and I, and I felt was just working with the human so, you know, um, in my sessions, I would spend so much time in the first sessions, just getting to know them, making sure they understood the financial products that we were that we were talking about. Um, and, and I love that human connection. You know, I enjoy finding out what makes somebody tick. I enjoy finding out about their life. So I'm lucky that I have kind of always had a role that allows me to do that. Yeah. Um, you know and th- so that was a period of really intense growth for me uh which i loved um and then sort of chose to move back up to the north uh, around 27 because i wanted to start a family um and i had my absolutely gorgeous baby boy uh corbin who's now 10 um obviously totally and utterly life changing you know the mm-hmm. travel plans change you're now traveling with a baby and mm-hmm. um so yeah that was that was a, a huge and enlightening moment and suddenly feeling this need to protect um a human life and being responsible for that yeah. Uh, was yeah was was huge absolutely huge and I think um right at that time as well so after I'd had Corbyn the business that I worked for this was a, a real challenging uh, time for me the business that I worked for ceased to exist mm. uh, whilst I was on maternity leave so that was, yeah, that, was that was that was huge um and you know those sort of months trying to go back even to those months and and think about what they were like I think i blocked a lot of that out because it, it was such a challenging time um, but then that took me the route into away from mortgages and into pensions and investments so you know the new role was um was kind of a teaching experience and and that's where I became a qualified uh, financial advisor financial planner um so that was you know great for me so that that period of of unrest and and stress was worth it because yeah. it took me into the direction of 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 learning more i yeah. probably wouldn't have done that um had the business I, I worked for not ceased to exist because i would have just stayed in in mortgages probably so i wouldn't have had that opportunity to grow um into something else so being able to uh, see it like that kind of yeah. helped me get over it Mm -hmm. I guess um which is great and it was there that I met uh, my husband so I'm obviously super grateful for for that experience you know um yeah
0: and how when did you start delivering what you do right now when did you create the wealth coach and, and what you're doing
1: yeah so the start of creating wealth coach was um sort of just learning about the world of financial coaching so um I found a incredible lady called Simone Ganesson um online she runs a business called Wise Monkey Coaching and she's kind of the the pioneer of the financial coaching movement in the Mm. UK she started this I think over 15 years ago now so a long time ago Um, and what she does is is incredible. So she trains people to become financial coaches. Uh, yeah. um, you know, she is so open and generous with you know everything that she knows, and you know passing that on. That I will be forever grateful to. Mm-hmm. To that lady for meeting her and you know having the the ability to to learn that financial coaching is a thing
2: mm.
1: you know and and it is it is a real powerful thing that we can that we can offer people, so yeah forever grateful to to Simone. and I guess that's where my um second baby was born really in in wealth coach, and I really feel like uh wealth coach is my icky guy i guess you know it's it's where everything connects mm-hmm. it's where it makes sense i'm so excited about it it for me brings color into what i have sometimes been led to see as a sort of a, a grey world of, of finance
2: yeah for sure yeah.
1: um so yeah that's kind of how that's i how i got to wealth coach which yeah, which is very... It's it? so
0: true. I love what you're saying about the colour. You're so... Like your website, what you wear, I like always see colour in the background. Like, and you mentioned colour a few times already in, in the conversation. It's such a part of your experience. And so... And I love that. You really are bringing colour back to... Back to the financial world and to, and to wealth. Because you're, you're so right. A lot of this stuff is just grey and dull and boring... And it feels like this kind of, it has this kind of icky vibe to it. Maybe that's my projection, of course, but it has this kind of, you know, you're into a bank and it's not very inspiring. There's no like color and kind of excitement around, you know, your money. Yeah. You know, this exactly. is what you, how you breathe and how you can create your, your, your purpose. This, you know, how you can, there's that, that doesn't exist. And, This is like the financial awakening, perhaps, that you're talking about, right? Bringing colour back to the world of, back to money.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And just allowing people to feel engaged in it. So what you've said about your experience of the feeling of walking into a bank and almost it's like a feeling of not being welcome there, isn't it? It's a feeling you know, this is something that's for other people. This is, I think there's a, there's a lot of that feeling Mm. in, in the world of financial services. This is complex. This is not for you that, you know, this is, this is only available if you have at least this much, you know, Mm. you can't buy into this product unless unless you pay this. So I think, you know, there's kind of lots of that Negativity that's you know able to reflect on a human being of, oh, I don't have enough for that, or I, or you know, that's not for me. Um, and you know, what I really, really want to do, um, going forward and in what I've done already is allow people to know that you know, your life, your money, it's yours. You know, you can have anything you want to have. You are, you know, infinitely capable. These are all, you know, true feelings and the ability to sort of understand what you have. So for me, I have like a a bit of a motto, uh, which is your money. So it's that feeling, it's your money. Um, Know it. Mm -hmm. So get to know it, get to understand it, you know, let it resonate with you, feel it uh, and own it so you know it is yours it's there to create the future that you want you know strategize be held accountable think about what it is you want to to create and achieve and and own that um, and take it forward so yeah the color in all of that is is huge for me and I know that you know having all of those colors on my website and being so colorful won't resonate with with everybody and that's fine too like I'm keen to resonate with people who feel like they're not connected mm. to the financial world at the moment. I want yeah. to support people who, you know, want this difference. Yeah. Um, and actually a really gorgeous quote, um, I hope I can remember it. It's a Dita Von Teese quote and it's, um, oh, something like, uh, you can be the most ripe, delicious incredible peach um but somebody's gonna hate peaches (laughs) just that you know I have that up on my wall because it's like okay you don't have to change who you are please anybody else you know you can be whatever you want to be and and feeling that and knowing that in wealth coach for me is incredible
2: Mm. and so uh, just being
1: good. able to, you know, put that out there yeah. is um, is is amazing for me. It's yeah, like I said, it's absolutely my my icky really. Mm. So yeah, uh, I'm yeah. just very grateful to have um, to to have this and to be able to to work with people.
0: In this way, yeah. So who, who do you work with? What are the kinds of people that that tend to come to work with you?
1: Um, do you know, it's, it's interesting, actually. So I think when I started the business, I assumed um, maybe that the people that would come to me would be creative people, would be, um, you know, people that hadn't necessarily uh, resonated with the financial world. But I have to say, I have worked with a real range of different people. So I, um, I will work with anybody. You know, there is I, I don't say that I only work with women or I only work with men or I'll only work with individual people. I'll work with women, I'll work with men, I've worked with both, um, I work with couples. Um, sometimes just being able to hold that space and have that conversation right. between two people um is is really required. Yeah, great in a relationship. Um so for me, what I found so interesting is the the people that have found me, the people that have come to me have not always been the people that I thought would would come to me. So I've dealt with an absolute array of, of people. And I think, you know, what I want to get out there is I want to work with anybody that wants mm. to do this work. Mm. No, I, I'm not going to... As long as you're ready, so as long as you're ready to do this, like, you know, I absolutely don't want somebody to come to me who is then not going to do the work. Yeah. You know, I, I want you to be ready i think that's that's really key because otherwise you know we're wasting each other's time and nobody wants to do that so being ready to 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 do this is is really probably the the only requirement yeah
0: the openness right yeah yeah and what is the this what is the this how are you to define ready to do this what is this
1: i so this I think goes back to what we were saying right at the start, which is have your own financial awakening. So ready to ready to understand, ready to step into your own sort of financial power. Yeah. Just ready, really. So it's kind of like just feeling feeling ready, wanting to make a change, yes. you know, feeling inside you that these feelings I'm having, the way I feel about money, you know, my life in general, this just isn't working for me, I want things to be different, whatever different is for you, there's no, there's no need for that to be a certain thing, it's simply just, this isn't working for me, I want to change this, is kind of it, Mm. whatever, whatever that looks like, um, person.
0: I love it, and I think that might be the title for the podcast, how to have your own financial awakening that yeah. is brilliant and then it captures everything everything that you do and they've said so far and it even leads beautifully into the next kind of thing I'm curious about which is encapsulated in that term financial awakening because it's money and spirituality yes yes financial and awakening is even in, the, in, the, in that concept it's all there isn't it money right. and spirituality
1: yeah
0: so I'm, I'm curious to hear from you how how that's been as a journey for you to combine the two and, and maybe what you see in, you know, more spiritual people. I say that because I've just before jumping on the podcast caught the first half of one of, you know, JP Sears videos, the parodies, the, he's a guy from the States. Has these really funny videos, really sarcastic videos. I and mean, this one is like how spiritual people make money. And okay. it's brilliant, 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 very sarcastic. So yeah, I'm curious to dive into that with you. What's What's your feeling? What's your experience of of uh, of money and spirituality?
1: Gosh, I've never been asked that before. That's a big question. Um, I I guess that the to really create that future, um, the two have to link. Yeah. For me, um, so for me personally, that almost happened naturally maybe um yeah i' I've, n- I've never thought of it I don't think in that way I think these are just the things that have happened are the things that have been important to me they're yeah. the 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 things that have um you know allowed wealth coach to be created and yeah. to, to be a thing and to grow um yeah I, I, yeah
0: because my, I mean, and i speak from my, my personal experience, very much had a split. So it was like either I'm doing spiritual work and, you. you know, and I'm, I'm a spiritual person or I'm making money. And it's really this like either or. And so actually being poor, <laughs> being struggling for many years, but having this like spiritual pride of like, oh, but I'm a spiritual person, you know? And yeah. as you say, like, money is not for me or this is not it there's also a a sadness in that like kind of a not belonging yeah and recently recent months years like doing more and more I guess inner work and now meeting you and you know accelerating that to really bring the two together so it's not just it's not it's not a split as you say like money and spirituality but really power comes and we bring them together yeah yeah
1: yeah absolutely and I think a lot of that It's like, you know, Granny Lee said, holding your own value Mm. and having an exchange of that value with whoever you're supporting. So when it comes to spiritual work, you know, spiritual work is so incredibly important. And, you know, brings people joy, awakening, you know, power for the future. It's so important that there's a value exchange you know, when you're giving that to somebody, you know, I think anybody in in that space who's kind of feeling solely like it's spiritual work needs to recognize their own value and hold their own value. You know, in the words of Granny V, hold your value. It's important, you know, and talk about that. It's something we need to talk about. So, you know, when I'm talking to somebody I'm working with, you know, I will say it's really important that we have an exchange of value. It's important that we have an exchange of money because you need to put, you know, a figure on this. You need to know this is important. You need to be um, spending money. I can and do sometimes sort of give away my time um, without receiving, you know, a monetary amount back for it, but there is always an exchange. Mm. There is always an exchange of something. So, it might be an exchange of service and that's all part of holding my own value and knowing that this work that I do is important um and I think that that's you know a huge part of doing anything spiritual is making sure you hold your value you describe that to somebody else and you allow them to understand that you need to live yeah you know you you need to be able to pay to to live Mm. how you to live you know so I think just having that conversation and uh, confidence to talk about it and know that you carry that value and the work that you do carries that value sorry I've mm. said value like so many times I've
0: underlined <laughs> it on my sheet stuff. as well <laughs> yeah and value is such, is 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 exactly that it's in in the spiritual let's say what not spiritual world, but when we do like do things that are more tangible, it is more intangible. You know, it's not like that sometimes the I mean of course the the experience, the result is kind of it is tangible, but it's also something that's sometimes harder to put into words because it's or it's not valued by society as such, like you know, your connection with the divine, your connection with your intuition, that sense of peace and presence that you get from you know recognizing that you are this Beautiful, magnificent soul is not really recognized by society. And so, when I mean, as a, something that's tangible, I say as something that does have value. So I think yeah. that's also the struggle. It's up to us to go, what I'm doing, as you say, is so valuable. It might not be tangible, it might not be valued by by society. I might not see it even myself as something that you know is a valuable fully tangible but I really have to own that gift you know if I've been put on this planet with this gift to, to support people heal
1: you know whatever yeah.
0: it is that you do that's the value
1: definitely and even just listening to what you said there so so the moments for you in the understanding your own value and there was a point in that where you said sometimes I don't feel my own value and you know so it's it's noticing that yeah and it's honing in on it and then, you know, refocusing on the value that you do feel. And if that means, you know, writing down the value that you give to somebody, you need to feel it. Mm. You know, anybody in in a in a sort of a, a community or a space that doesn't feel their their own value, the work to do to, to feel that is, is the most important thing. Mm. You know, and being able to talk about that value and practicing talking about that value. Yeah. I've noticed I'm saying the word value again and again now, so I'm gonna stop with it. <laughs> you know, it's it's huge. It's it's huge.
0: And let's look under the bonnet of that word too, value, you know. What do what is your experience of value? What what would be another word or another experience of it? Uh
1: so knowing um, you know, what you what the work that that you do means to others, so um, so how transformative it can be. So um, I guess it's you don't want to say I, I don't want to say words like uh, like like price, but mm. the, you know the, the value is what how you hold um, your sort of magic and how you make sure that it's appreciated. Yeah um I think really um you know and, and make sure that it's because I think we all forget sometimes the growth that we've been through in our lives and all of the experiences and all of the learning and no you know all of the specific sort of courses and qualifications and things you know they are huge yeah. and they will mean something to the people that we work with, and that's been sort of particularly enlightening for me around my financial services experience and being able to allow people to understand what they have, what they want how they're going to get it um you know that's kind of
2: mm. all
1: part of my value exchange, my magic my yeah. what I offer yeah. really um yeah. yeah.
0: So in a way, maybe we've learned to associate value with our, a number, with our, a figure in a bank account or how big our house is, how big our car is or what, what kind of clothes we wear. But what you're really speaking to is that our value is our essence. Is Absolutely. What, and the inherent value and worth that we all, we all have and not, as well as the wealth of experience and our whole life journey
1: yeah absolutely essence is is a wonderful word for it yeah Mm. i think that's so true and you know holding that that essence as a value um is is massive yeah
0: yeah beautiful let me see if there are any other questions that come to mind we could keep speaking for hours on this topic on money (laughs) that's a big topic anything that you I know you 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 took some notes about stuff that you wanted to share is anything that you want to speak of or speak to that we haven't touched on yet um
1: I did actually make a note of I didn't know whether um there was something that perhaps if anybody's listening they wanted to have a go at so just to just to sort of try and experience and uh, take a note of how this feels so um, something to try as a starting point might be just noticing um, what comes up for you when I ask what money would look like if it walked through the door mm. so how does that feel how does money look how does money make you feel you know um it, you know what comes up for you and maybe sort of note down that was quite an awakening experience for me thinking about what money looked like for me walking through the door that meant a lot to me it told me a lot about um how I felt and how I valued money um and then once you've done that then thinking about how I view money is that serving my life is that is that good for me? Are, there, are those notes that I've taken, are they, are they ways that I want to feel um, about money? And then perhaps thinking about how you want money to feel, you know, how how you would like money to walk through the door, how you um, want to see it. Yeah. Hey, you know, uh, and, and just sort of playing with that really. Um, and then just doing a little bit of work yourself around, okay, Can we start to transition between the two? Can we start to move and decide that we really want to see money this other way? Let's do everything we can to get there. Um, So I thought just it might be nice to Mm. have that as a a thought process for people to sort of get something uh, extra out of listening to to us speak. Yeah, that's
0: fantastic. And we did this yesterday and it was very, very powerful. And I'm yeah. curious if there's a, if do you often see it a common, commonalities and how people see money walk through the door. Is it? No. Very
1: different. Huh? Yeah. You, I mean, it's, yeah, so different. So, so, so different. Um, unbelievably different you know different forms different different everything different specifics you know people can be so specific I mean so specific so my my own journey for instance when the, the first time I was asked this question money was um Huge, exciting, glamorous, colorful, full of beautiful jewelry, having fun, like basically dancing through the door.
2: Yeah, (laughs) I love it.
1: And and I was like, woo! (laughs) <laughs> you know no, this is ace you know so um that was like so interesting for me um and you know everybody else in the room we all talked about what money meant for us and they were all so different um and then every single um sort of uh, person i've ever spoken to about this uh you know on a one on one it's been so different like you wouldn't believe how different so
2: specific so different, uh... So so interesting,
1: yeah. Yeah. It's just such an interesting
2: tool
1: to use to get you to understand, you know, how it looks for you, what you feel about money, and how
0: the power of our perception. We know how different everyone's perception actually is, and the perception we can place on one very intangible thing, Mm -hmm. and how much that can then controls our, our lives. Yeah, yeah. Like going back to my experience with you for the listeners yesterday, money walked through the door as an aristocrat with the top hat, the cane and the cigar and like, like a, what's it called? A monocle. Monocle. Yeah. <laughs> and well, it was very interesting to notice exactly how, I guess I kind of been, you know, maybe brought up, but also what's kind of been in, in my system for until now, really. even though I've been a, a kind of aware of it for the past few years, it's still been, it's still been very much a, an inner perception. That was a, fascinating exercise and then to see it transform into what what we how we really want desire our relationship to money be like to be like and how we yeah how that was for me the the experience of how what how would i want to relate to this energy and for me then it appeared as an angelic energy that was you know here around me and very connected and very heartfelt and i could call on it when i wanted to without guilt without shame without feeling like you know i needed to Prove myself or anything it was just this kind of open responsive dance that was a really powerful thing to see as well That, that to open up that window of, of possibility yes yeah
1: which is incredible and that was particularly incredible for me to listen to yesterday and for me to feel that you know you really want this to look very different yeah you will do everything in your power to to, to get there mm. um, you know which which is kind of you know all I could ever wish for as a coach <laughs> yeah. is to make a difference for you you know that's 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 my joy yeah
0: fantastic those are beautiful words to finish on but you might have something else you want to add is there anything else else that you feel like you want to say before we close before I asked you how people can connect with you but before that is there anything else that you want to say
1: so I mean, uh, I think we've covered loads, and I've I've loved this chat. It's been great, um, and I think just to end on the words, you know, two things, you know, hold your own value, know your own value, and don't wait to be happy. Mm.
2: So good.
0: So good. Great. And so, how do people how do people connect with you? What's the best way?
1: So I have a website and um, you may need to pop on some sunglasses before you go to my website. It is very colorful. It does <laughs> hit your face a little bit. Uh, but my website is www.wealth-coach.co.uk. Um, so yeah, go there and connect with me. I have a, a mailing list on there um, you can book a session with me so you could book a discovery session which is uh, no monetary cost um but it's 15 minutes so we can just understand each other and you can mm. ask any questions, and we can kind of get to know what it is you're looking to do and more than anything from my side make sure that you're ready
2: yeah
1: um so that carries no monetary cost because it's kind of just us testing each other out really yeah. um, which is great so you can just go in there and book those those 15 minute slots or just send me an email like I would absolutely love to hear back um, mm, yeah what walk, walked walk, walk through the door when people yes, perfect thought about money Um yeah. you know that, I find that tremendously interesting so uh, yeah I would love just uh, my email address is is on is on the website too uh but it's sarah with no h at wealth-coach.co.uk so I'd, I'd love to connect i'd love to hear from people
0: that sounds great and can i be cheeky and say that if they even feel like sharing it in public they could post it in the comments below the podcast that'd Absolutely. be okay as well.
1: yeah. yeah
0: go for it <laughs> i'm yes yeah. yeah i
1: mean it's so interesting to see how different and specific people's mm. view of that is. It's such a great sort of way of finding out how you feel because it's walking through the door, so you're seeing it yeah um, you know so yeah i would love I'd love to to sort of hear yeah you about that
0: fantastic invitation, yeah, thank you Thank you, Sarah. That's been so good to connect with you and get to dive in today with all these different topics thank you for sharing thank you for being here
1: thank you so much much for inviting me i've loved the whole experience so yeah yeah. and thank you for creating this Mm
0: -hmm. thank you for feeling it and diving in